Think of all the other things that you did do well. Pat yourself on the back. Give yourself gold stars and just be like, I'm awesome. And the kids will be like, mom thinks she's awesome and we're awesome. Everybody's awesome. So don't allow the to-do list to become your boss. Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places to chase their dreams and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Has anyone ever told you that you are not enough? Well, in uncertain terms, I was told that once working at my first job ever as a cashier at Piggly Wiggly. Think about your first job, how insecure you felt. What am I doing? Is this even right? How do I fill out a tax form? There was just a whole host of insecurities and self-doubt. So I was training on Easter weekend in the small little town where everybody knows your name. It was like the who's who of teachers and grandma and your cousin's cousin. You could talk about anybody but it felt like you were talking about everybody. Like gossip ran like wildfire around there. So I'm working that weekend and it seems like I'm doing a really good job. And so they place me on Easter weekend on the express lane. And I feel like I'm rocking and rolling. This guy comes in with this huge carton of cigarettes. He says that there was a $5 rebate on the back. And he's like, hey, I need my $5. And so he pays and I'm like, hmm, I'm not sure exactly what a rebate is. I should ask. And the guy's like, no, I'll tell you what it is. It's a coupon and you give me the $5. And so I just assumed he was right. (laughs) He pays and I give him $5 and I'm not even sure. Maybe it was $7 and I give him five. And the next thing I know, the entire line is full of people buying cartons of cigarettes. (laughs) Grandma's buying for the grandkid. It was crazy. And it's like, oh, here. Oh, yes. Okay. Scan that carton of cigarettes. And I'm like, here's your five. Here's your five. (laughs) Before I know it, I was giving everybody $5. I was running out of fives. Oddly enough, on that Saturday, the day I was off enjoying the day, I wake up to a call. My mom said, the manager is wanting to talk to you. He wants you to come in. I thought, huh, that's odd. So I walk in and he's like, I am sorry to tell you this. We lost so much money on you yesterday that we cannot afford to keep you. And I'm like, afford to keep me? I'm like the best thing that's ever happened to you. What are you talking about? I'm fun and funny and I I do a great job. And they were like, you gave away like $150 yesterday worth of fives. (laughs) And the guy said, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to let you go. We cannot afford to keep you. Now, what I heard was you're not enough. And you know what I did? I was madder than a wet hen. I came to my defense. I was telling him I am going to move on to bigger and better things. He smiled and he said, I believe you will, but it won't be here. (laughs) But when someone tells you you're not enough, It's like you rise up, you stand up for yourself, right? You become your own advocate and your own dream defender. But what happens when the person that's saying you're not enough is you? What? Me? See, we self-sabotage. The definition of enough is to a degree or quantity that satisfies. There's not a number. There's not like a number or something you can reach that's like, ding, 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 you are enough. So really what that's telling me is you have to decide 
if you're enough. You have to be the decider. You have to play that role yourself and not allow people to slip in and tell you what you are or are not. Oftentimes we give ourselves this free pass to destroy, to sabotage. I was this ringmaster of my own circus and I was sitting in isolation, unprepared for all the madness and the mayhem of what it would be like to have this gaggle of kids. I had four kids under seven years old and I went from corporate life to having all these kids at home and what I thought in my head, these expectations of what it was going to be like, oh my goodness, skipping through the daisies and the kids are just going to think I'm so cool and art projects and oh, it's going to be so fun and we can go to the park and we can just really create a life that we wanted. Here I am, the kids are screaming and, and I'm in Target with kids that need naps and oh my gosh. And you immediately grab guilt out of the sky and you're like, oh, I am not enough. That's immediately what we say is I'm not enough. I should have, I should have done better. Somebody else could do a better job raising my kids. You just feel inadequate. And then I viewed myself as inadequate as if I were wearing anything less than a superhero cape meant that I was just like letting the world down. That's what it felt like. What society considered this overachievement, I felt like it was the norm. And if I didn't rise to that, then, you know, it was like all or nothing for me. And I was really self-sabotaging my own life. Isn't that crazy how we do that? Words like perfection. What does perfection mean? It means ideal, a model without blemish, free from fault. We're human. There's no way that we can be free from fault if we're human. It's just an unmet expectation that will keep you in this cycle always. So Ephesians 2.10 reminds us that God created you as a masterpiece to do great things. He didn't ask you to be perfect. He didn't ask you to, to toe the line. I know what it's like to have kids all day long dealing with diapers and snacks and teenagers that roll their eyes and juggling all the things. And I know what it's like working in and outside the home. We strive to do all the things for all the people. Saying yes and putting ourselves last. I know what it's like to feel overwhelmed, exhausted, without an end in sight. What are we to do? Oftentimes, we ourselves give the I am not enough a hall pass to just let our own words sit on this couch of isolation like this big dog who doesn't have the keys to our house, but he has made the most comfortable spot right in front of the TV holding your favorite remote. I don't think so. See, since the beginning of time, we have told ourselves, I'm not enough. It is a phrase that has sabotaged motherhood from day one until the cows come home. But in life, we just, we have a problem and we typically can find a way to fix it, right? The car needs gas. We'll just run and go fuel it up. If the child is sick, we try to decipher you know, the problem, resolve the issue, or we'll take them to the doctor. If we can't figure out a tech issue, then we just run over to YouTube or Google how-to videos, right? If our high schooler doesn't understand calculus, what do we do? We go grab them a tutor. It's immediate when we say, I'm just not enough, but we know for instance, when we grab that tutor, they're going to make better grades. It could possibly afford them a scholarship, which allows you to take that money and go to Italy. <laughs> It'll give them a great education and so on. And it's like a snowball effect. And that's what it is with our attitude. The decisions we make, either grabbing guilt out of the sky and being like, well, I'm not enough, or grabbing grace out of the sky and being like, oh, well, we failed. We'll try it again. We'll reroute. That didn't work. And we laugh about it, right? It was once said that time will either promote you or expose you. 
for every decision we make for ourselves or against ourselves. It's a telling of things to come, how our life will end up. There was a, a great quote by Laird Hamilton. He's the famous surfer married to Gabby Reese. And he said, make sure your worst enemy doesn't live between your own two ears. I actually quoted that in our Living Your Best Life, the part about identity thief. There was actually a study done by Upworthy, and they interviewed 26 kindergartners, and they interviewed the moms. And the moms, they're like, how do you feel like you're doing in life? You know, as a mother, how is it going? Just paraphrasing here, they were like, oh, I just, I don't feel like I'm doing a great job, or I feel like, you know, I'm just messing up my kids, or I'm not even that great of a cook. I mean, they were so down on themselves. But then the kids came in, and they were so excited to talk to this videographer. They're like, oh, mom, she is awesome. She gives the best hugs. Look, they are wearing these rose-colored glasses. And that's okay because that's unconditional love. They're looking at you and they think you hung the moon. You know, when they're hurt or something happens or even as a teenager and they're rolling their eyes and they've got an attitude, they're still going to hang around. They don't want to miss out on anything. Those little kids, they're going to be like, if they get hurt, they are like a heat-seeking missile flying past Uncle Eddie and Grandma Marie just to get to you, the one and only, the one that God made perfectly to be their mom. However they came into this world, however they became yours, you're there for the moment. You know, words like balance. Have you ever given your child some cereal or candy, jelly beans or something, and they're like, hey, he got more. How many times have we heard that? <laughs> he got more. It's like, nope, I counted them out exactly. I gave the same amount of scoops, but really life is not fair. So get over it. <laughs> you know, balance is like keep something in a position so it doesn't fall. Words like failure and reroute, try again, grace, flexibility. Those are words we should be using. Balance just tells us that when we're, everything should be even, everything should be fair and exact. And it's not because our life is custom, our personalities, how we feel, everything is different. And it's just going to change every week. When you are taking care of grandma, maybe the dishes don't get done. When you're working on a project at work, maybe dinner is not, it's sandwiches instead of the nice meal. When you are here, you're not there. And when you're there, you're not here. And that's okay because that's the way life was meant to be. We can't be a juggler of all the things, right? We're the captain of the ship. We're the hub to all the spokes. We cannot do everything because we're just one person. You know, when the kids go to school, they have a, a teacher, a bus driver, the cafeteria worker, the PE coach. But then when they come home, we try to be all things to all the kids. And it's not possible. We're sabotaging ourselves. We're setting ourselves up to not succeed. So how do we become enough when life's to-do list never ends? It's inevitable we're going to fail. It's inevitable that we're going to need to apologize. And that's okay. It's how we get up and start again. That's what says everything. How we give ourselves grace. How we laugh about the situation instead of taking it so seriously. All right. So number one on how to be enough when life can really throw, um, throw us for a loop, how to become enough. So number one is don't allow the to-do list to become your boss. Don't allow your to-do list to become your boss. 
instead of thinking, I've got to get everything done and I've got to get it all done well by the end of the day, because it's not going to happen. We're going to be laying in bed at night and we think, oh, I didn't get this done. Or immediately, you know, there's water bottles drop out of your car and the principal's doing a meet and greet and carpool or things are going to happen, right? You're going to show up late to things and it's just life. And instead of grabbing all this, you know, like, oh, I'm not enough or I suck as a mom. The first thing you should do is go, you know what? I did my best today. And look at all the things that I did do instead of the, the last two things you didn't do well. Think of all the other things that you did do well, pat yourself on the back, give yourself gold stars and just be like, I'm awesome. And the kids will be like, mom thinks she's awesome and we're awesome. Everybody's awesome. So don't allow the to-do list to become your boss. Don't allow that to happen. Like what you're doing can't be measured by, oh, well, mom sucks because she didn't do these things. That's not how it works. You know, some days we're spending time with loved ones. Sometimes we're taking kids to college. Sometimes we're taking care of a a sick kid, right? If you were here, you're not there. And if you're there, you're not here. And that's okay. That's what makes life grand. It's a little of this, a little of that. And we're all just human and we're doing our best. So number one is don't allow the to-do list to become your boss. And number two, laugh about it. Okay, so you accidentally showed up to parent-teacher conference the day before, I mean, I've heard people do that, but (laughs) look, it'll make for a good story later. Our brain remembers the hard stuff, not the easy stuff. It remembers when the kids were traveling six hours in the minivan and you asked them to pee in a YooHoo bottle. I mean, because look, you had stopped for like the 16th time to let them pee at some filthy gas station. So instead you were like, had this brilliant idea to just let them pee in a YooHoo bottle. I mean, how many do we have under the seat? Hello. (laughs) but then they, you know, they drop it in your favorite purse. (laughs) Those are the moments that make the memories, right? Not when everything went right. So from now on, when you see that big dog of doubt trying to creep into your house, sitting on that nice leather couch, trying to grab your favorite remote, what are you going to do? Right as he starts nestling into place, you just tell him, look, you are not welcome. That's when you kick not enoughness to the curb, okay? Kick it to the curb, reminding yourself that I am enough. Let's don't be so quick to shoo away life's imperfections. That's where the ooey-gooey goodness of life lives. That's where the laughter and the tears and the strength and transformation come from. Here's to living your best mom life. Hey guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Until then, here's to living your best life.